Hey, bucko. Tell me the dirtiest thing you've ever done. This is Jackie. This movie isn't just fun, it's The Bomb? I'm Justin. Guns don't bother me. I mean, really, they just don't bother me. I'm Sam, and this is The Peacekeeper on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Yuki! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No! What? Hang on! It stinks. Welcome to Sneaker Madness, the podcast for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers for bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me are always Sam and Jackie. This is The Peacekeeper from 1997, starring Dolph Lundgren, Montel Williams, question mark, and uh, Roy Scheider, currently streaming on Amazon Prime. I do want to declare something before we move any further into this, that if you do decide to watch this movie on Amazon Prime, Whatever cut that they have is clearly a television edit from like TBS or something like that. So if you can, uh, you can rent it for two ninety nine on many of the other streaming services. There's also it's free on something called Hoopla, which I have no experience with. So please try to watch it on one of those other services and let us know if you are able to find a cut that is not edited because that would probably be the way to watch it. Um, Shut up, you son of a fish. To yeah, add right. into that, I looked it up, and this might have been just the U.S. release. They didn't want mm-hmm. to edit it twice for TV and for video, yeah. so they just did it once. They did overdubs. This is what you got on VHS. This is what you got on TBS, and they saved them time. If you want the original cut, it only aired in its original version in like Italy, Egypt, Taiwan, and somewhere else. Okay, so quit I, fussing around. Well, I, it was the theatrical. They actually <laughs> they put it in theaters in several overseas markets, but not here. Um, then why did it was its initial release on HBO then? Because that's. It's home box office. You can put whatever you want on home box office. You can put a bunch of dicks on there if you wanted to, and and gross stuff like Chernobyl. Um, if oh. it, that if that's where it initially went to, if it was a DTV to HBO rather than a DTV to VHS or DVD at that time, why not have? I mean. Why not have that cut? I don't know. Maybe they didn't get that deal until after they cut it, and they still didn't cut it again. Well, they're idiots. I mean, that's the thing. That's what we just asked. If there's another version of it, find it. But as far as I know, this is the Peacekeeper cut. Man, I'd be pissed if I was HBO and you sent me this. I'd be like, we're home box office. We show titties and penises, and we say motherfucker constantly. And then New Image was like, we're New Image, and we make shit. So why'd you buy anything from us? Why did we buy anything from you? This was a bad deal. This is the first time I've ever seen the new image logo or ever ever heard of new image. 100% is not the first time you've seen the logo of a new image. If you've ever seen an Avi Lerner movie, basically, you've seen this. If you've seen anything that stars Dolph Lundgren, you've seen that logo. What about the triangle one? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Jeez, Polly Percy Pants. They only use that until like right around now. Right, right. And they New Image doesn't. I'm using. I'm just burning up the boring bullshit right now. Well, that's what. Um, Yeah, New Image didn't even start till '92. Okay. And so this is like early on. Lundgren was one of their major grabs, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they never really got him all the way. But they would pretty much. They never worried about it because they're like, 
we just give this guy X amount of cash. And he says, yeah, I don't care what the script looked like. So they were fine with it. And, uh, at the time, I think they were fighting over him with Miramax, who eventually will kind of give up on him because Miramax kept trying to put him in theaters Mm -hmm. and it just kept not working out financially. Right. I would be the same way, though, as Dolph. Not working out in theaters? No, they would be like, (laughs) here's a a pile of cash, right? Here's a pile of cash. You do this movie and I'm going to be like, yeah, okay. Uh, Why wouldn't you take a pile of cash to do a movie? there's a, a point with Lundgren too, where it's not even getting it from the returns. He's getting it from people that he works with that are like, it's not your fault, man. Your combination of deadpan and size is limiting you to heavies. You're lucky that you get the work that you get. Right. And so once there's this like stable cash flow thing, it's like, well, fuck it. I mean, I guess I'm a B movie actor. That's still not working compared to the fact that I was going to have to be like a scientist before. He looks pretty handsome in this movie. Oh uh, yeah, no, this is peak. This is this is as, peak as healthy as he gets. I think he's still. You know, he I mean, looks, other than Ivan Drago, he was pretty. Like, dude, that's a human being, man. That I, doesn't make sense. I think he looks pretty fucking good from like eighty-five all the way to about two thousand five, and mm-hmm. then he starts to like suffer from. Well, you can only look so good for so long, and you just did it for twenty fucking years. So right. kudos to you, right? Yeah. He doesn't look bad as an older gentleman. No, no, no. He no, does. Absolutely. He does. Uh, he looks weathered. Sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. You should watch Silent Trigger. We're not going to do that for the podcast because it's just not exciting enough. But mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite Lundgren movies. And he has his shirt off for like half of it. So I bet you'd like it a lot. Ah, uh, Jackie, I'll be busy later. Give you a refresher on the times you've seen the triangle logo from New Image. Uh, Cyborg Cop. And uh, I hated that shark attack, which we've done on the podcast. What year was shark attack? Uh, the first shark attack was uh, 99, but that franchise ran all the way. It might not have had the triangle. I thought the triangle went until 2003. Did it? Yeah. I thought that the one with the oval was took over in 2000. Yeah. Somewhere in there. But I, I'm pretty sure shark attack had all those. Either way, <clears> yeah. Jimmy well, crack corn and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn well, and I don't care. Jimmy crack corn and I don't care. care. Whether you're full of shit or not, because you are clearly full of shit. Well, my eyes are brown. Okay. <laughs> you're sweating <laughs> in it. I'm stuffed to the gills. Uh, a little bit more on this wonderful piece of uh, Mockbuster is that mm-hmm. we were noticing halfway through that it was uh, The Rock, and I had already read that it was kind of it's based on The rocky. Rock. Yeah. It was never really intended that. Okay. To be honest. All right. Uh, so it's not a mockbuster. It is. How's that then? So they originally had uh, decided that they were going to mockbust Air Force One with Harrison Ford. Oh. And it tanked <laughs> so bad that they just like checked to the rock. They're like, how far do we got to fall back with this piece of shit <laughs> nuclear? And they're like, uh, the rock. The rock's all we can fall back to without rewriting the whole fucking thing. And so that's what they did. Oh, my gosh. So it's an accidental mockbuster or a failed mockbuster that. Mock falls busted. ass backwards into being a mockbuster into being a late mockbuster right then they're like you know f- three years behind on on the rock right they, they were right because the popularity of the rock three years later was probably still better than air force one it's opening yeah, summer. right exactly man who wants to cover that but i guess the only difference was going to be that instead of all the silo stuff it mm-hmm. was going to be on the plane Right, which would actually kind of be easier to do i yeah. mean you just get a you just get a plane whereas this has a lot of pretty expensive sets this is just recycled shit. Yeah, from right, right. Did. But the sets themselves, yeah. I mean, you, it's a lot easier to get your hands on a recycled airplane. I mean, absolutely filming airplanes all the goddamn time. And there's not I mean, your your hateful thing about airplane films is their containment films, which is always just you've got one location to work yeah. with. 
And so they're usually a lot cheaper. Yeah. This one only isn't because for the same reasons that they'll recycle later. Mm -hmm. They figured they could get a little bit more money with Lundgren in the picture. So that car chase. Uh Uh-huh. There's an extended cut of it, and it shows up in like 10 other movies of New Image. Oh, so, so they, they recycle a bunch of that car chase footage. Yeah, so. they're pulling a Wynerski there. Yeah. The car chase was fucking rad. I would recycle that shit, too. Yeah, there's a lot to use in that sequence. That's for goddamn it's sure. Definitely a degree, six degrees above everything else that happens in the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so do you have, I mean, speaking of what we're talking about as far as money and stuff, is it could you find there's not any goddamn things there's nor should there be i mean really because now you're talking about i had uh at one point in my life i knew a guy that's and i still know him uh there's a stunt coordinator that told me around this time Mm -hmm. he was driving Mm he never turned he didn't turn cars over until later but he was saying a stunt sequence like this without a car turning over right that has moderate jumps and that is about a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars just in the cars and the stuntman that doesn't right. really include the setups. Right, exactly. Wow. So this is a spendy job for new image at the time. What, what, are, you, what are you guessing? I mean, and don't forget you've got three names. So I think this is still at the time where the, because now it's like keep it under $5 million, you'll do fine on DTV or it's on satellite or whatever. Right. But at the time in the nineties, it was keep it under 2 million and anybody will buy it for three. So I figure maybe 2.5, maybe three, because they oh, figure with Lundgren, that, man. with Lundgren, then you get the HBO deal. Yeah. I mean, they've got model work here. They've got visual effects, special effects. Um, there's some mat work going on. You've got obviously the car chase that does, they shot guys cha- jumping cars over buildings. Um, That's the most expensive thing in the movie. Yeah, but there's a lot of there's a lot of varied elements. So it, one factor that that you got to think of is that, that you got to bring in a guy that knows how to do some of this stuff, or at least knows guys who knows how how to do some of this stuff. Whereas it's not just one focus where you're f- focusing on practical effects. Like again, they've got mat work, they've got f- uh, special effects, they've got uh, uh, modeling, they've yeah. got uh, giant explosions. There's access to archival footage. There's a lot going on here. I'm thinking five at minimum. Do you think five Dolph- is expensive? And don't forget Roy Scheider. I mean, that's ah. ten right there. In also, my book. <laughs> well, since we're talking about Roy Scheider, Jackie's like, that's not the president. Well, Jackie, this same year he also played the president in Executive Target, right? Oh. Because he's well, played the president a, a million times. They had a picture of ronald reagan on the wall and then they cut to this guy and i'm like that's not the president and you're like that's the guy from jaws i'm like yeah you think that out of the water you think that was like statement like oh look at these reagan cowboys or you think it was like oh fuck all we got is pictures of reagan that we can get a hold of i don't think they wanted to take an eight by ten of the other guy and put it in a frame other guy jaws guy this is two and a half administrations later (laughs) right (laughs) I mean, Bush and, and Clinton won had already happened by right. the time How this comes out. How do you not have a picture? If you're going to go there, just t- take the picture of Roy Scheider. And they obviously take a shot at Clinton with the, the sexy lady. Right. And Roy Scheider sleeping with her. So I think they just just have a bunch of leftover Reagan pictures and, and they didn't want to make anymore. Or they went to the youth ranch or, I mean, not the youth ranch, the thrift store, which I don't think you can just get pictures of presidents at the thrift store. I no, mean, dude, they just take them out of the frame and put the, the new guy on top of the old guy. No, that's what I'm saying. Why didn't they do that with Roy Scheider? That would have been a nice, very cheap physical uh, physical prop that we could have <sighs> used instead of 
You know, it's something eight, that way doesn't make sense. It's eight dollars, Justin. It's, and on a two million dollar budget, you just can't be throwing around cash like that when you got I a car not, jumping over roof scene. Then put Clinton in there because Clinton was the president at the time of this movie. But I guess there is or no how Bill about, Clinton. There's a Roy Scheider. How about you just take the damn picture down? Yeah, or that. That would also work. I mean, you don't need it. I don't know. Either way, it's very strange that uh, that they did that. But uh, yeah, I think I saw Roy Scheider actually, not just because I uh, I saw that trivia on IMDb too. But I think he's been done it a couple times because well, he's got that face just this year he's got the yeah that's year. what i'm saying he's got that face where it's like well if we can't get martin sheen or who else plays the president all the goddamn time morgan freeman uh you get roy scheider <laughs> i think you get roy scheider and if you can't get roy scheider you get martin sheen and uh, uh morgan freeman later but yeah he makes a good president yeah no i he's he's spot on for the job hey where it's a budget film let's get the guy from sequest sure. i mean he's a good oh, actor sequest had to be the thing that burst his bubble i he's... don't know if he is jackie <laughs> i haven't seen sequest so maybe i'm talking out of my ass i've only seen him in uh jaws right and this movie yeah roy scheider and he did pretty good roy he's... scheider had peaked early very early <laughs> he's very good in the french he's connection. a pre-ejaculator yeah, right. peaker no that's not it jackie at all he the once once the french connection was over there's pretty much budget roy scheider mm. mm-hmm. do you think dolph Lundgren is rich mm. he has like, more money mo- than us yeah. like movie star rich no like tom cruise is rich uh, definitely not well, Tom, nobody's Tom Cruise is rich. That yeah, guy has a dude. whole church to yeah. dodge well, taxes. I mean, if you say, who's a movie star, you're going to say Schwaz, uh, well, I'm thinking like, Meryl Streep, uh, Tom Cruise. I'm, I'm thinking. Put butts in seats is what movie stars do. Does Tom, Dolph Lundgren put butts in seats? Yes, if there are butts, but not everybody else. So, no, I don't think he's a movie star in the look it up in the dictionary. There's not a picture of Dolph Lundgren. Sorry. Sorry, Dolph. Hmm. There's a picture of fucking. Is he Russian? No. No, he's Swedish. Well, oh, I think like we go through this we, every yeah, time. Yeah, oh <laughs> Sorry. Your we went through this three just, weeks ago. Yeah. Um, we did watch Red Scorpion one time, and it seems to have uh, really dominated Yeah. Frankly. psychologically for you. <laughs> psychologically, he's Russian to me. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I, I, you know what? People are stupid. I bet you you're not the only one that makes that mistake. Um, Sam, what else you got? Not really much of anything yeah. beyond that. I yeah. mean... Uh, yeah, the Air Force One was the big thing. That was the big yeah. surprise. No, it's that... like, oh, that's really, really. Well, I'm excited about this movie. Let's dive into it. Okay. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> oh wait, that's the Terminator soundtrack. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. With a semi 3D logo. Yeah. Right. Okay, so Dolph Lundgren, uh, I don't even care about his character's name. They say it a couple times. Frank. Frank, sure, whatever. Um, he's a, uh, at the beginning of this movie, he's a DC-10 pilot, or what, what are those called? It's not a DC-10. It's a. It's not an Airbus either, but it's the military version of the- C-130. Yeah, C-130. Thank you. Um, uh, he's, he's a pilot of those. And instead of dropping off guys into battle hot zones or uh, Vin Diesel out of the back while driving a charger, he's dropping off rice to the country of Kurdish. (laughs) Dropping off rice to Kurdish, according to the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, that's about as good as they do anyway. (laughs) You know, how much do you think? The New York Times. How much much money do you think he dumped out there in rice? Because rice rice is fucking cheap, right? Right. Like, it was probably cost the U.S. military 50 bucks in rice. It, Jackie, it definitely cost the uh, C-130 more in gas yeah. than uh, the... Yeah. That's not what they're worried about. 
Um, what is the price of dereliction, Jackie? Yeah. What is it? I think he's a good man. He did the right thing. Yeah, he's Robin Hooding out here. He's bucking orders and uh, freelancing, essentially. He's taken over this thing, and it seems to me like this operation that he's running solo has been going on for some time. It's not like he just did it one time, because I think if you do it one time, the New York Times doesn't find out about it, and uh, you might get a, a pretty stern lecture and maybe like a demotion, and you don't get to fly anymore, but I'm not sure that nobody's ever ran one of these ops in history. Does anyone know whether Operation Dumbo Drop made the papers? Right. I don't think so. There okay. you go. See, um, so I think he's been doing it for a while, and they're like they gave, they said, hey, man, you're in deep trouble. You're going to the brig or whatever happens when you get yeah, in deep is, trouble one what time. What is court-martialed? Well, court-martialed's a bad deal. Well, because he's they're, they're like, we're going to court-martial you. Right, that's what happens. Because you're a naughty, naughty boy. When you disobey orders several times. Yeah, but what does that mean? Well, once really bad. You go to trial that's almost just a formality, yeah. and then you end up in military prison. Yeah. How yeah. long do you have to stay there? Well, a long time, on, usually. Depends on your sentence, Jackie, just like regular prison. But it's <sighs> not. It doesn't sound very good. It's not fun because you're still technically in the military until you're discharged. Yeah. So they can do things to you and you can't say you shit. Know, it's, yeah. It's, for Operation Dumbo Drop, it's probably only a few years. Even then, I don't know, man. That's what I'm saying. Uh, you do this one time, you go into the sergeant's office and he's like, God damn it. McMurphy, how you dare you, you? You go clean latrines for six months. You got latrine duty. You do it twice, you're getting in real trouble. Third time, you're getting court-martialed. Um, how many times do you need to Operation Dumbo Drop? I think he does this at least three times. Oh, this? And also, the New York Times knows about it. Everybody, he's on the cover of Time Magazine. Like, people know that he's dropping off rice to Kurdish. Um, it's delicious cheese. What? Kurdish? Get it? Curdling? Kurdish. Nope. Don't get it. Nope. That's oh, God. Not, you guys, come on. That's not a connection that should be made because <laughs> I'm wondering if Jackie's the headline writer for the New York Times sure. <laughs> and doesn't realize it's the Kurdish people? Sure. Or, yeah. yeah. I'll be insensitive and uh, Kurdish delight is apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Turkish. Turkish delight. No, Kurdish delight is Israel. No, Turkish is the guy in Snatch. Turkish is the guy from Snatch. <laughs> He's sweet enough as it is. Yeah, right. All right. That's Bricktop. That's Bricktop. I might be drinking during this episode, so. Yeah. Heavy stuff. Uh, so he gets in so much trouble that the president's campaign manager picks up the phone to the joint chief of staffs and is like, hey, uh. So this guy on the cover of Time, he's really handsome, seems super buff. Let's not put him in uh, Gitmo. Let's instead make him the guy that carries the nuclear football. Because I'm the campaign manager, and I get to make decisions like that. <laughs> and we don't get to see him ever. No. <laughs> we never see the campaign manager, nor has putting America's sweetheart in charge of the Ameri of the nuclear football ever been a thing. No, and you're like... Hi, uh, yes, I'm uh, Brett Stevens, uh, campaign manager to President Roy Scheider. Um, we've got a great opportunity here to really kiss some babies, metaphorically speaking, uh, to put that guy from the cover of Time char in charge of handling the most dangerous bag in the entire United States military weapons arsenal. Are you cool with that? Yeah. Why, well, you're the campaign manager. Of course of I course am. Of course I am. Cut to <laughs> 10 minutes later. What did he do with it? He threw it straight into the fucking ocean. 
Did he know that it was going to set him off? He did not. <laughs> he did not know that. No, yeah, this guy uh, uh, stole a C-130 and delivered. The best yeah. he could do was deliver rice yeah, to... He, uh, he could have just given them the plane and they could have sold it for all of the hamburgers for the rest of time. This guy obviously cares deeply about humanity. You're handing him the keys to the greatest weapon on earth. He's going to break it. Yeah, he doesn't want this at all. He's going to break it because that's what men do with toys. It's not a toy, Jackie. It's the president's toy. It's, well. Uh, hmm. oh. oh, boy. Is she oh. right? Is she right? Bet you I could throw this football over that mountain. That's what I'd like to do with it. You and me, Uncle Rico, to the wall. Um, you have to throw a you have to throw a suitcase like a like an Olympic hammer. Oh, you uh, do the spinning thing yeah. where you hold it and then it'll go farther. Yeah, but it's chained to you, so you throw it so hard <laughs> that you're like Thor, and you go you fly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it also doubles as a flotation device once you're in the ocean. Oh, yeah, that'd be handy. Only the problem is at that point, a Russian submarine will arise. You'll realize it's the Red October, and then you'll be staring down Sean Connery, and you're both defectors, and nobody knows what to do. <laughs> Does the Red October have, like, one of those James Bondy like, opening mouth things on the front of it where you just, like, see something in the water, and you go, engage the submarine mouth and it like eats you and then that's a how you sub go into shark yeah sub shark well, um and, and so because otherwise how sean connery if you're in the ocean with the nuclear football swimming around because it's a flotation device how sean connery gonna see you just opens up the hatch and is like hey you seem like a handsome young gentleman come on in yeah and then no he's just it's, it's just it's complete <laughs> um coincidence oh okay he just surfaces <laughs> to be like i'm defecting and then, because he says that when he yeah when he uh, go to the top yep <laughs> or whatever take her up yeah, and then her like up. sir there's a man sitting on a briefcase <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the nuclear football it's good to see you yeah <laughs> good sir tea. I really appreciate the work you did in the rice paddy field <laughs> he wouldn't know that yeah he wouldn't care either because <laughs> I mean I'm, well maybe he does because he's, he's like, defecting from Russia he wants a one sauce and what else is nice in 1998 huh. Nothing. It's 1980s. I guess there's a lot of cocaine down in uh, Florida. This is not the 1980s? And what does that have to do with the A1 sauce? You guys are both fucking confusing the shit out of me now. I mean, we took a deep turn with the hunt for Red October and a flotation device that's nuclear football, but A1 sauce has no business in this discussion. Well, no, I just think that's the only thing that hasn't made it out of America in 1998. Ever? A1 sauce. The, nobody else has A1 sauce? You Why would they put that shit on their steak? Because it sucks? Is yeah, they're like, <laughs> I think like, it's delicious. Jackie likes A1. I do. I think it's great. <laughs> it's gross. So then you don't like steak? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boom. Mic drop. You just got dissed. You got served. What's your... But not A1 sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The brown sauce from England. It's not as good. That stuff's great. But the bottle kind of looks like A1, so you're like, I'm willing to try it. I love brown sauce. Huh. Um, anyways, we probably move on. So he now is the guy that carries the nuclear football. And on day one, uh, President Roy Scheider is in Chicago giving a speech to what appears to be... It, the banner says... Chicago vets welcome you, Mr. President, but they appear to be dressed as police officers. 
So if you retire from the police force, do you are you a police vet? You go to Chicago and become a cop. Yeah, but it says veterans. Sure. And they're dressed like cops. They're oh. cops. They're used to be in the army. Now they're cops. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. You and just, their uniforms like, don't fit from like, you know, 20 years ago. So they just wear their police outfits. So, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. I see. I see your natural progression of one's career there, Sam. Sure. Um. So he's suiting up for first day on the job of carrying the nuclear football around. Um. Can they bring it to a fucking... Four seasons in Chicago. Right. Like, are you kidding me? Right. Uh, well, it goes wherever the president goes. Sure, but why and right not? now he's got Hookertown to go to. He does. So this is not the time for the transition at the Howard Johnson's in Chicago while he's banging some lady. Yeah, she's a nice lady. She's got a fur coat. I didn't say she was nice. Yeah, but Jackie went ahead and and uh, skipped the uh, the plot um but yeah he Surprise. goes so yeah Roy Scheider finishes up his speech and goes downstairs and meets a fancy lady a lady of the night as it were I, I believe I don't think she's his mistress or anything because it seems like he just travels around and they go and find a who's, lady I mean yeah who's to say what per- sort of gal this is yeah she's got a fur coat she's classy she does she kind of seem like maybe she like were you guys thinking Honeypot when she shows up? Like, oh, I see what's going on here. Yeah, I they're thought gonna, they were going to kill him. They're going to diss you a little bit, uh, Bill Clinton, with the implied Honeypot. Uh, she's going to smoke you off and then blow you away. Hmm. <laughs> That's what I thought this, where this movie was she going. She was going to be uh, on a top. Yeah, yeah. Is that how many James Bond references can we make in a podcast? <laughs> a few. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, unrelated to the prostitute, she is just a plain old hot lady that gets paid to bang. Um, there's a heist going on, uh, for the nuclear football. There's guys in an elevator on top of the elevator who are, they've got like all sorts of equipment there. He's poop bucket. He's got a satellite. Don't have a poop bucket. He's got a laptop. And then he looks like he has a dual deck cassette cassette player. Uh huh. You need those, and just in case anybody calls yeah. while you're away, you want to make sure that you've got it recording. So when you go home, you push that the makes button at least some sense. It really doesn't. Uh, it makes more sense than I thought. But it's on. The, it's so far away he couldn't use it. It's just sort of sitting there like that's a cassette deck. Right. So here's my first question: Wouldn't the elevator once it goes up to the top floor just smush this dude? I think that there's a safety. You build them so that there's a gap because otherwise. Every movie would involve smooshing dudes at the top of elevators. There's another Dolph Lundgren movie that we've already mentioned called Silent Trigger that involves that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything at the bottom because if the the brakes fail and the elevator goes down, it doesn't matter whether there's a gap or not. You're going to die. Huh. But at the top, I believe there's like a four foot. It's regulation. You have to put something there in case a guy's maintaining something and it goes up. There's, I don't know what's down there, but I I built an elevator shaft once and it was like 18 Mm -hmm. feet under where the elevator stopped at the floor. I don't get it. There's machinery or something down there. I don't know. Wait, are you being serious? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were like, yeah, one time when I, in my alternate universe for joke storytelling, I built an entire elevator shaft with my bare teeth. <laughs> no, when I did concrete, we did elevator shafts. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So you would know more than I would then. There's 
a lot of space underneath them. I don't know if it gets filled up by stuff though. I just mm. I just built like the bits, surround wall, right? Equipment. Dead bodies, come yeah. on! Yeah, that, it gets filled up with the bodies. Semen. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where they put the hooker after the president was done yeah. with her. All right, let's take you to your car. It's like when you catch somebody jacking off. It's like, yeah, what? This isn't under an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I yell anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, they've got uh, a, a bellhop who's pretending to be a bellhop and Dolph, I guess, ordered some uh, quiche off camera uh, room service. And this guy shows up. They frisk him when he goes into the elevator. He's clean. But then the elevator guy up top hands him some poison, who which he then puts in Dolph's coffee. Sure. Fatal error. Dolph doesn't drink decaf. He doesn't. This isn't going to keep me up. And he does some of that rare. Why did you give Dolph Lundgren decaf? They Maybe clearly that man doesn't syndrome. drink decaf. You had, and not to mention you're pulling a heist and you don't know if the guy is going to drink decaf or not. He's just going to, no. well, it's decaf. I'll chug it. I'd be like, get this shit out of here. You take one look at him and you're like, he doesn't want sugar with this. He actually wants cocaine in his coffee. Yes, right. Like, man, like eats like there's not enough poison in here i need more poison like you, you need tough stuff here and it's not decaf come on decaf decaf who drinks decaf how did yeah i mean isn't it like four percent of the united states actually drinks decaf i mean it's a very small percentage it does it do even they still drink it because it's like why would you drink decaf i love normal coffee so if you much have heart arrhythmia then don't drink coffee Just drink water then drink water why would you drink coffee that, that's the only reason i can give you because that was the reason that some of the when i worked at a coffee shop uh-huh. and i asked this lady why do you order decaf why do you come in here and order decaf and she was like because i have heart arrhythmia next time um when that happens if you're a barista and listening to this and, and you want to say um why do you drink decaf instead phrase the question like this why are you a complete and utter dipshit? That's oh yeah, that's way. <laughs> that's to do a way it. to get your. $1 I was going to go more depressing than that because like wasn't the follow up to that, Jackie? You're like, oh, why are you still drinking? Why are you coming here then and pretending right. to drink coffee? She's like, because my life is so horrible. This is all I have left. I've got no place else to go. That's no kind of the place. way that I felt because she would order like two or three and sit there. Or it could by the be, fireplace. Okay. Well, that's, so that, that's a different uh, problem than needing to drink coffee. You've got other issues and co- yeah. it's coffee unrelated. Whereas, you know, my understanding is with the, like the uh, non-alcoholic beer, you kind of have to if you're if you really need to quit drinking beer. If you make the switch, it's a noble switch because you still you like it's it's uh, nicotine related. Like you need some sort of psychological replacement plus there's still a very minor amount of alcohol in those right so it doesn't just not enough to get you drunk right yeah so you know your liver's still thanking you yeah so but still just don't drink decaf it's fucking dumb that's gross don't do that just don't drink coffee justin decaf hater decaf hater decaf hater i'm going down to not columbia because they don't do that decaf i'm going to Chile? Where does decaf come from? Just everywhere, and then they do something weird to the beans to take the caffeine out. It's not actually beans. It's just dirt. Yeah. It's just fucking dirt water. Here you go. This doesn't taste like coffee. It's decaf. It doesn't taste like coffee at all. It's decaf. It's decaf. Right. 
that's uh, insane. I don't know. And of course, he's not going to drink decaf. If he you would throw coffee, coffee beans in somebody's face if they ordered decaf and you worked at a coffee shop. You'd be like, decaf! Ah! I mean, I know we're going really deep into this decaf <laughs> thing, but imagine that phone call from Dolph Lundgren, giant man who carries the nuclear football. Uh, yeah, can I get some room service? Uh, sure, sir. What would you like? We'll start off with some coffee. Um, I'll take some uh, health food, and I'll take something really bad for me, and then an entire gallon of vodka probably yeah uh, he's and, drinking red wine and, in the shot and you assume when you're the concierge that oh he ordered coffee well then i'll give him decaf no you ask i mean in fact if they don't even say decaf there don't be decaf yeah no oh, in, fuck the, off. in the shot there's two coffee uh vessels and you're wondering as he's walking out and he has this dumb look on his face is he thinking was the other one just normal coffee? Right. Could I have stayed in here and done this right? Right. How bad have I fucked this How up? How bad have I fucked up poisoning a guy? You're pretty bad. I really didn't prepare. You fucked it up bad. I mean, we've got a man on top of an elevator who can hijack into any calm system in the world, but I couldn't figure out yeah. the difference between decaf and regular. <laughs> yeah, he's like on the thing. He gets on the radio. He's like, he, he didn't like it. I'm like. He didn't like what? The coffee that he asked for? Right. Like, it was decaf. He's like, you put it in the decaf? You put it in the decaf? <laughs> Fucking dipshit. All right. So uh, uh, so I guess they give up on the whole poisoning thing. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, good thing we brought plan B, which is just guns. Just Let's just go shoot him. Why didn't we start with plan B? Seems like plan B was the thing that gets done. Well, I mean, it's nice and clean if you don't have to shoot anybody. Right, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he just goes sleepy sleep. You chop off his hand and take the briefcase. Hey, he died of natural causes. Well, nothing to see here. Where's the briefcase? Oh, I don't know. That's, <laughs> when, yeah, nothing. No, it's, this thing's buttoned up pretty clean. Cut to Jackie the terrorist cutting off a man's hand when I bring <laughs> the bolt cutters for the handcuffs and go... What the fuck? <laughs> you would have put it in the decaf. <laughs> right. All right. I guess we're at plan like, C now. <laughs> what? It's a little bit of Luke Skywalker in there, okay? I am his father. I chop off his hand. Boo. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, we're... Okay. Yeah, boo. That's <laughs> where <laughs> this is going. Okay, so... Uh, plan B involves taking out the guards quietly and then busting through Dolph's door and blasting him in the chest with silenced pistols... Which causes him to eject from the door as if a parachute is pulling him out of the back of a fucking DC-10. They just across shoot the room. him across the room. They shoot him. With hit. guns. He is actually the projectile. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention that there may or may not be things later that happen, but right now all you see... Is Dolph Lundgren get shot about ten times by what appear to point be point blank range by appear to be what are nine millimeters nine millimeters yeah, not big guns and he just sort of rolls after almost hitting the couch and then takes off and you're like wait they just shot him like eight times even then it's point blank yeah I mean and they they shoot a bunch they empty the clip some of those aren't going to hit your vest. No, we don't know that he's even wearing a vest. Right. Until well, later. Yeah, I always just make that inference. Oh, hey, dude. He it, later, be dead. We, we do see that he is indeed wearing a bulletproof vest. Yeah, yeah but he, they, he, he's dead. I he's mean, dead. He's dead. Even if he's got a vest on, maybe some of those. I mean, it's not a. They, they should be called bullet resistant vests. Sure. Vests. Uh, but only for this specific area. Because they're not proof. 
I mean, they can still get through. And at that range, it's dicey and that many super dicey. And at the same time, it's not a body bulletproof body condom. <laughs> no, they pulled the trigger so many times he's been shot everywhere. In the face, in the neck, ass, the cock, knee, all of it. Every Taint. place, every place that hurts has been shot twice. Achilles tendon. He's down. Yeah. Like, oh, that's going to require surgery. He's not playing next season. <laughs> okay. Other than the fact that he's fucking dead and can no longer save Troy. Um, so, He's like shit. Dives out through. Dives out a window onto the balcony. I guess his intent was to jump off the balcony <laughs> to his death. To his death. <laughs> He's been like, I've been shot to death. I need to jump out of a fucking seventy fifth story window to my death. <laughs> but it, it, that plan goes wrong because the nuclear football catches on the railing, causing him to hang there. It would have been fine had he just let go. He can't. He's he's handcuffed to it. No, if he would have just let go of the ledge, there oh, is nothing right. holding yeah. the, the well, nuclear other than football there. falling to his death. Yeah, he's he decides to jump off after they grab the suitcase. So right. it's like, yeah, you should have just made this decision earlier. You're you're just hanging out here waiting for them to grab that. Yeah, and they do, and they release him from it, and he falls to his death. Yeah, except there was some stuff down there, so he's okay. He, a guy's cardboard house doesn't matter if he had was, a mattress. Ten nope, Jax. He's dead. Ten no. dumpsters full of pillows stacked up on top of each other. He went down like sixty stories. Uh, he he is like that guy. The the, the sky window. It, it fucking uh, what's her name's house? Like you push a guy out of that, and then they just pop. And then one day you're walking yeah. along, and you see a head, just like it was fine. Like nothing ever happened to it, other than the fact that it's not attached to a body. Um, if, no, he's gone. If awnings were unbreakable and they just were so elastic that they shot you places, uh-huh. from this fall, it would have shot him into Lake Erie. If awnings were... Okay, that's funny. <laughs> if awnings... <laughs> or awnings, awnings. Well, your theory of... Yeah. Uh, I was going to take of- it seriously. If awnings broke people's falls, guess what? Every building would just be covered in awnings so that there wouldn't be any jumpers. I mean, come on. that's No, you fall to your death. You can't jump out a 20-story window unless you're Jackie Chan. That guy can do whatever he wants. Awnings have a like a whole steel uh, framework I, I, under framework them. Yeah. That, will, that will cut you like Jillian Fries. <laughs> I wish I hadn't gone through the awning. Now I've come apart, and the bits that were there before were stabbed a bunch of times yeah. by steel beams. And cool. I, I landed on a lady. I rained blood on another human. Right. Okay. Um. So they come out. The bad guys come out, and they've got the nuclear football, and they go, hey, there he is, because, of course, they come out on the door side where he would be at, yeah. um, like 10 feet away from him, and they're like, don't shoot. There's a bum next to him. <laughs> we don't want to have too many bodies to explain. We're in a, one of the most high-level heists of all time. Uh-huh. Don't shoot that bum. There, It would lead to too many questions. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, what about when we were going to chop off uh, the guy's hand and steal the nuclear football and leave yeah. him there? Uh, no, that wouldn't have caused any questions at all. Sure. Everybody would have been fine with that. But if we shoot a bomb. Yeah, if you shoot Tim, Tim Sweater Cuffs. Then you're... <laughs> John Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> um. So then they're like, all right, let's go. And they get in their car and they take off. 
and he steals a taxi and chases after him. And they're uh, trying to get away. But while talking about, at the same time, well, this is what we wanted to have happen. Yeah, they want him to follow. Why? So that they can, there's less bodies to clean up. But, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, they're going to find him. Wait, wait, why? Yeah, so they... just shoot the fucking homeless guy. I'm with you. But, I mean, I don't know. So they, they s- want to have more, now they want to have bodies to clean up? They say, he's chasing us. We're leading him to a place where we can do some work. Right. So are they going to rape him? Or ditch him? You could just try to lose the guy is this just plan b was this always the plan okay well if we don't kill him in the hotel room yes if, justin if he, we shoot him and launch him across the room and then uh-huh. he dives out a window and he's hanging from the balcony and then he drops 20 stories and we can't kill him there because there's a bomb next to him um and so then what plan is to get in the car and then drive away what we want to do is make sure we lead him to a place where we then could kill him to and just, nobody raises yes. their hand and says could we try to lose him if this impossible to predict scenario happens no this is plan butt rape plan oh, B. okay okay he's a handsome feller oh uh-huh. and uh they're gonna lead him to the to uh you know a dark alley and they're gonna they're gonna humiliate him and then uh let him go on his way <laughs> i wish yeah. you a good day sir i wish you a good day, <laughs> I wish sir. You a good day sir and then he's like that was horrible also your plan just failed <laughs> Die? and your dick smells weird oh <laughs> Uh, that's the least of their problems, Jackie, because he's going to fill them full of bullets. Um, Even which, without a gun. Right. So they ch- he chases them into a parking garage, and after a car crash, he leads them up onto the roof, or they lead him up onto the roof, but it's a dead end, and they are lined up ready to shoot him and start filling his car filled with lead with <laughs> more substantial guns than what they brought into the hotel room, which yeah. seems like kind of a bad idea. He's dead again. He's fucking dead again. Yeah, the, I have. I don't know if I've ever seen a car in a budget movie ever get this filled with holes. It's shot up nice. It is coming apart. And the only reason it is is because he stops and lets him do it. Right. Their original plan was stupid. Like, all right, you two get in front of the moving car. Uh-huh. I'll get behind the moving car. That way, when it's up here, he can run you two over, put it in reverse, and then turn <laughs> me into a pancake. Right. Yeah. No, this was a bad plan. Uh, and then the plan becomes chase Dolph Lundgren uh-huh. rather than lead him to a place. Oh, well, I guess our booby trap didn't work. He's getting away, sir. Good. <laughs> okay, wait. He's getting away, but we're on the top of a parking garage. Where is he getting away, Jackie? He's jumping over to the next roof. <laughs> In he- his car, there's a pallet of, of wooden shit like that's just hanging out at the top of this parking it's garage. Trash. And it's a just, ramp of trash. Ramp of trash. Just hot tails it over to the next building. In a car that is coming apart uh-huh. from bullets. Uh-huh. This is like the raddest part of the movie. It's nuts. Fast it, and furious. And I mean, he's breaking through like brick walls. It's not a small jump either. It's a substantial jump. Right. But he's jumping from building to building. He jumps through brick walls. He has to go through a billboard. Um there are times that he's knocking over like giant cement fixtures uh-huh. to get to the next building. Yeah, no, this doesn't happen one time, not two times, not three times, four times. Do does he? And then the villains also make the jump in their uh-huh. shitty fucking Crown Vic. Yep, and yeah. he's driving a taxi, mind you. It's a celebrity. Brian jumped off a fucking building in a prototype typer car. 
Cars don't fly, Dom. Make his car fly. Well, the buildings, I'm assuming... Well, I've been to Chicago. I don't have to assume this. The buildings are close together. It's... So it's not like... It's an alleyway, Jackie. An alleyway is at least 20 feet wide. Not in the big cities. Not... Okay. I don't think you're the arbiter of measurements. <laughs> I am the arbiter of measurements and the king of city living. Is a very I've skinny been to more alleyway. bigger cities than Jackie, you have. Do you Sam, know how many big cities have you been to? Probably more than both of you. Yeah. How okay. Many, how many big cities have you been to, Jackie? And I'm Jackie, better I've at been gauging all distances. All over the goddamn country. Which is why I'm just going to let you two fight this out. <laughs> the only anyway, the alleyways are the smaller. Jackie, how cities. wide is this room that we're in right now? Just go ahead and ballpark it. From from that wall to that wall, from here? No, that wall to that wall. This one to this one? Yeah. It's about twenty four feet. Twenty four feet. This is close. She's like 18, within 19, the realm yeah. of reality, at least. Yeah. But no, twenty feet wide is a very skinny alleyway in any city because the whole point of alleyways in between buildings is to pick up the building's trash. So if you can't get a trash truck down there, the alley then becomes useless. That's why they build them 20. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yes. The city builds alleys for cat orgies. Cats and homeless people. (sighs) Either way, you can jump 20 feet in a car without serious. Yeah. If you're going fast enough times. Oh yeah, you can. In a taxi? Yeah. I and don't think you make it every time. After no. the first building, in you know, I'm with Sam. After the first building, the other buildings are kind of downhill racing. So, you know, you get a little more oomph when you go off the first building into the next one. Okay, listener, if you have not seen this movie, uh, go ahead and watch it. And then tell us, does that look amazing? Because it looks amazing. Yeah. I was amazed Usually what will happen here is that you hit... The first set of brick that's almost 100 years old and it's mm-hmm. set up for 100 years. Yeah. And you fly out the windshield and off the edge of the building <laughs> and you land on the corner of a dumpster and you're like, I didn't make it. <laughs> I hit an awning on the way down too. And then the bum's like, are you going to eat that? And you're like, that's part of me. And he's like, are you going to eat it? <laughs> no, I'm not. And it's the same bum from earlier. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. The he, bums are mysterious. He had just moved there. Right. Because <laughs> you landed on his other house. You know, you got to take what you can get sometimes. He's going to make a tent out of your skin later. <laughs> oh. Well, we'll be waterproof. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, they all chase over, all over these. Uh, eventually, they shoot out his tires and causing him to careen off the side, hits another ramp of trash. And then flies 40 fucking stories straight down into a nosedive into what appears to just be a fucking junkyard of cars. It's not, it seems to be a, a pile of newer vehicles. <laughs> yeah, it's like a parking lot. like Where all the cars are parked within inches of each other. Some of them are parked on other cars. Right. <laughs> it's a junkyard in the middle of Chicago. It doesn't yeah. make any sense wherever this place is, and his car explodes in grand fashion. <laughs> There's someone yelling, you can't park here, because it defies <laughs> the law of physics. You have a no double parking. It's, this is quadruple exploded parking. Um, and the villains stop short. They skid stop short, see him dead, and are like, all right, cool. A chopper comes in, because uh-huh. I guess that was their meeting point anyways. Or the was chopper's the just building? hanging out, waiting for them to stop. They're like, oh, my did, God. Did you guys give it this up This guy is tops? doing it again. How many times do we have to tell Billy... Look, dude, one gets away. It's not that big a deal. He's not going to identify you. Got a mask he doesn't on. doesn't have the briefcase, Billy. So Yeah, Billy, we got get, what we came for. Fuck off. Get in the goddamn chopper. 
You fucking idiot. That guy's still alive. He's in the Air Force. Right. He flies. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we shouldn't try to get away get away from him if he's got a car because he can fly it. Right. Um, and so they get in the chopper and they've got the briefcase. It seems like this is what they have wanted this whole time. Um, Dolph is okay, though. He's just hanging out behind a building. I guess he jumped out at the last second, which doesn't seem to work at all. He jumped out the front windshield. Yeah, he had okay. a windshield yeah. that he kicked out. I don't know about that. <laughs> and then just flew back to the building. Right. You like the squirrel thing from Mario. It's like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah, he might have. It doesn't make any sense. So he calls in back to the hotel, gets... He, he doesn't know that they've hijacked Calm still. Sure. He's like, hey, the guy's stolen the nuclear suit football, and uh, we got to change the codes. And they're like, oh, you guys didn't kill him. Go back and kill him. Like, where are you? Where are you? And he's right. like, here's where I am. So the helicopter turns around rather than just... Because there's no reason to kill him at this point. Right. There is none. Yeah, so... Because if the guy on the other end says, thanks, good job, Frank, we're no changing problem. the codes... Yeah. Meet us back at the base. He's going to be like, hey, guys, good job. And they're like, what the fuck? Who? Where's the? And and then he finds out that he's fired. Des Moines has already been exploded. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fucking stupid. These guys are idiots. So they know that he's still alive. So they send the chopper back for some reason and uh, decide to shoot him. uh, Finish that up. But when they land, they only land one guy down there. And he goes into the room where Dolph Lundgren is. And Dolph just eats him, basically. He kicks a steel door down. Yeah. By himself. Right. Without well, he any... shot it a bunch beforehand. Either oh, way. Boy. He was a fucking cheater. And then uh, Dolph Lundgren beats him up and takes his clothes. Right. And they're there for, what, like six minutes or something while he's doing this? Right. He's like, oh, these are a little tight. Yeah. Tight. Oof. Where did they get a guy my size? Yeah, so. It's not even close to my size. Maybe he's wearing stretch pants because the guy had, you know, gained a little bit of weight recently okay. and couldn't fit into his commando pants. All right. <laughs> his so commando were, pants. So they were like, listen. D- uh, do you have the XL, XXL commando pants in stock <laughs> no and they're like no but we do have these uh sweatpants that look pretty similar they got a drawstring on them so you know you don't have to worry about putting on a few more pounds with the boys these don't have any pockets see yeah they should just have one size suit fits all commando, commando pants. pants and they're just <laughs> leotards with stirrups <laughs> with pockets everywhere yeah right right yeah, like, we look terrible but it works out financially and it's very comfortable you you feel supported. It's not emotionally comfortable when you're out there trying to look like a cool guy with a gun and <laughs> another gun hanging out in front. Seen better days and too many hamburgers. Right, right. <laughs> you need something that works for everybody. If you can't feel good about yourself while murdering innocent people, what can you do? I mean, come on, you're a mercenary. Sure, you got to feel good. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to feel tough. Pains. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do the Superman pose before you go in there to really boost your self confidence. Right, that's that's the new uh, Hanes. You can't campaign. wear Hanes to the places in like the the jungle. Why not? This is too sweaty on your balls. Gotta. You're gotta... talking about wearing commando leotards. I'm pretty sure you're gonna get sweaty balls. Period. Well, yeah, but when you're in the jungle, you got to go commando all the way. Oh, 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 no commando pants. <laughs> well, you commando well, pants with no underwears. Yeah, because okay. you don't want underwear lines when you're out there fighting crown. They'll be like, mm, I see that your underwear are halfway up your ass. Shut up! 
You got to be comfortable while being a mercenary, Haynes, unless it's in the jungle. Then just don't wear underwear. Then just don't call us. And okay. leave your pants there. But call us anyways, Haynes. That's their new ad campaign. I should be in charge. Um. Okay, so... So I just go, anyways, Haynes. Anyways, Haynes. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets on the chopper. They don't know he's in disguise. And they fly off to wherever they're going. He's along for the ride. This is the part now where the the guy decides he gets a call to Frank's room from Frank's son. Yeah, right. And the guy, okay, I'm, I'm just going to interrupt you too. So the guy's like talking to the son, the guy that's on the top of the elevator with his poop bucket. Right. And he's like. Who is, who is uh, scrambling not just the voice, but has a impersonate Dolph Lundgren button on his yeah scrambler. Yeah, for all of these people right, that are involved. Right, right. So he's like, hey, bucko, bucko. And the kid's like, where the fuck are you calling me bucko? What the? And he's like, listen, bucko, get your hot mom. You know, the one I didn't divorce. Yeah. Like, and he doesn't even say that. The kid's like, I'm here with your chick. Like, this guy doesn't even know that anything about this woman that is in this house. He's like. Wait a minute, there's a lady there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get the chick on the phone. Fuck off, kid. He's like, hold the uh, nuclear football heist plan. I've got something I need to take yeah. care of in this elevator by myself. Good thing I'm on top of an elevator because we know what we put underneath them. <laughs> yep, it's going to be easy access down the side. Because <laughs> he's like asking her, what's the dirtiest thing you've ever done? He has phone sex with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't and know if she has like, phone sex with him, but I, he, he jerks one off in that elevator. Mm. Well, it's, it's got a long flight. I'm here by myself for a while. Might as well have some fun with this. So I've got a question. <laughs> sure. A boy question. Okay. So if you have Levi's on. Uh-huh. No, the answer is no. And you whip out your wiener, but you don't unbutton the top button, so you still got the zipper around it. Uh-huh. Sure. Is that dangerous? Yep. I wear button flies. You've seen, uh, you saw something about Mary. How'd you get the beans above the frames? Yep. Well, no, because you'd shove it back in before you zip. Sometimes he it's, didn't. He didn't. You try. Yeah. Well, mm. no, that's the other, I mean, like. So that's not a popular. No, if you're going to. Jack off method. Yeah, nope. you don't go out just the zipper because it's not going back in through <laughs> just the zipper. <laughs> okay. Okay. If, when erect, the penis just, the zipper doesn't provide enough egress, say. When I do it, I like to go full Pooh Bear. <laughs> Did you say full Pooh Bear? Yeah, full Pooh Bear. So you just... Except wear... for my socks. I leave my socks on. So just socks and t-shirt? Socks and t-shirt. I pull the t-shirt up over my tummy. <laughs> okay, okay. That's good to know. I'm just trying to get a visual here for the elevator guy. It's safe and comfortable. <laughs> I guess. You don't want somebody seeing your nipples? I <laughs> You want him to see, because there's nothing worse. There's no worse look on the planet than a man wearing a t-shirt and only socks. Right. There's like, there's no way to look worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, The full poo bear. That's the way to do it, guys. Okay. So, um, oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. That's going to be hard to come back from. Uh, my eyes are watering so hard I can't see my notes. Um, so the kid calls. Yeah, they have a conversation, and uh, I don't know if the kid's got a clue or not. I guess it really doesn't matter. Elsewhere, Montel Williams. 
Because we haven't even gotten to the fact that fucking Montel is in this movie. That Montel Williams. Oh, I hate Montel Williams. What the fuck is Montel Williams doing in a budget R-rated action movie? This he, is before he got his own TV show. No, right? it is not. not. Really? I thought he didn't get the TV show so, until like mid-90s. He, this is late 90s. Yeah, I found this uninteresting enough to put in here, but I'll put it in here anyway. Uh, he had the show till 2008, and he tried to get out of it a few times. Okay. Because he wanted to do more like this. He wanted to do movies. He, he kind of hated the show. He wants to be Vin Diesel. But like the year after this movie comes out is when he gets diagnosed with MS. Okay. And so then he has to keep doing the show, basically, to pay for his medical. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But... Uh, I don't think... Yeah. It, it, even then, Sam, did you watch this movie? This wasn't the launch pad to his action career. Well, the worst part <laughs> about him doing so shitty in this is the man was actually a fucking Marine. Was he really? Yes. And wow. He, uh, I think he actually hurt himself in the Marines and then decided to finish out a 10-year career in the Navy because you can do that from Marines to Navy. Oh, or you okay. could back then. Yeah, okay. But, uh, yeah, he had a distinguished military service. Huh. How about that? So then why was he talking like a preacher? What? Why was he being oh, because Mont- that's the fucking... Because Montel wrote the movie, Jackie. He did. Yeah. Why what? was he talking like a preacher? Because a, man, a different man wrote those words down on a script, and then Montel read him because he's what's called an actor. When you act, you that's, actually just read what's on the script. He was trying to be what's called an actor. Right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> Jackie. Why was he reading his lines? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Pooh Bear. <laughs> Sometimes it seems like Dolph isn't. Yeah, right. He's yeah, just Dolph is making shit up. And he, he does well, better when you're when Dolph, he, you can't. Yeah. So, so yeah, Montel is the director of, I guess, this one particular nuclear silo, yep. whatever that t- job title is in the military, but you're administrator of nuclear silo B16G22. Yep, you're in charge of three missiles. Yeah. And it's decommissioning day. Uh, he gives a pretty good speech. Like, hey, you know, uh, everybody doesn't like these, but the thing is is that uh, we had the power to destroy the world and we didn't, and because because we didn't use these, the world is saved kind of thing. It's a nice way of saying uh, we can now turn these off because the world's in a better place. Sure. Um, That and, uh, you know, the rocket has a happy birthday banner on it. Right, right. And it has a face drawn on it. Yeah. Um, so they don't get to decommission anything because the heist comes in, uh, they, the guys in the chopper land and they've already got a man inside. They've got a man outside who gets, who has one eye. He's in charge of the whole goddamn thing. And, uh, they pump knockout gas into the building and knock everybody out except for Montel because he's too quick on his feet. Yeah. He was able to get into a gas mask helmet. Well, that and he was way farther up. So as soon as he starts seeing people on the ground floor start fainting, he realizes what's going on. He runs into the other room. Right, right. So they're taking out the remaining guys, getting set up. Uh, Dolph pretty much goes into monkey wrench mode immediately. Sure. And starts uh, killing their guys. He doesn't even kill their guys. The first guy, he just like takes his mask off so he falls asleep. Right, but then the next guy he shoots in the neck. So. He shoots the next guy right in the neck. Yeah, so uh, he's, he's pretty rapid about it. He gets to the phone room, and he calls the hotel lobby, because that's what you do <laughs> when the nuclear football is stolen. Uh, I must call the hotel receptionist and ask for the president. And then you that's know... the only line I can get through. <laughs> and the, you already know his fake name. is like, I need to speak to Mr. Jennings. Right. I mean, Mr. Jenningsworth. Sir, I don't think you know him. I... Do, God damn it, let me talk to him. <laughs> well, he says, my name is blah, blah. 
Captain blah 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 and she's like ho please and she connects him to his own room and then he just stays there on the line right like who's gonna answer your phone when there is a nuclear emergency I don't care where the president is at you do not call a hotel receptionist because she will put you on hold you have to call the Pentagon or or your superior officer or anybody else who can pass shit up the chain as fast as possible that's the other thing is is that he's calling his own room so right now he's telling us that one He's not doing the right thing. And two, he just doesn't remember what room he was in. <laughs> May I please speak to myself? Yeah. Uh, like, this is this is uh, Colonel Stone. You're already up there. No, I'm right here now. Put, put me through to me, goddammit. Yeah. Which causes him to get the ha- hijacker. Yes. And he's like doing the Spider-Man point at each other thing. You, 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 you're me, you're me. Um, And which the hijacker is then like, oh, shit. And he goes like... <laughs> He's like, burn, burn, and then he's out. Like, yeah, he like, shreds the documents and everything when he could have just been like, oh, click. click or <laughs> Hung up and operation continues. The conversation quickly goes to Dolph Lundgren going, why are you still there? The hijacker guy? The phone. Why, there's, is the hijacker guy still there? Why are you still He's like, oh, it was... Burn, burn. The, the horrible guilt from the uh, marathon of masturbation he just had. Yeah. Why are you so there? Because I'm tired and my hand hurts. And my penis hurts. I feel sick to my stomach. I'm a good... Is that what happens when you poo bear? Yeah, yeah. You, the, the horrendous guilt. The poo bear that you have to actually hug a poo bear. Yeah. Afterwards. <laughs> just look like two spooning poo bears. Okay, um, so uh, Montel finds Dolph, and yeah. they have a little, you're the bad guy. You know, I'm not the bad guy, real briefly, but the bad guys come in and blow the door open to the phone room, but Dolph has already got the message out to the, the uh, whoever's, whoever's the, the brass. And they're fucking it up as best as they can. Right. Yeah, they, they so they get away by diving into the air vents, but uh, the guys in charge of the nukes send uh, 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 try to they scramble to change the codes, but it's too late. The hijackers have already bypassed their bypass essentially. Sure, and so they've got full control over the nuclear weapons. The ones in their silo only. Right, 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 right. Which yeah. is all the ones they were trying. Well, they to. don't need anymore. But at the same time, you're just like, what is going on in this movie? Yeah, what's what's the point? Um, we'll get to that here shortly. They put in the coordinates for the nuke uh, where they're launching the first one. And it should be noted that if the president ever decides to launch a nuke from the nuclear football, he's got a very nice, well-designed graphical user interface to uh, choose from. Sure. It is actually (laughs) the same uh, GUI as the DVD menu from Nemesis 2. Right. It is. (laughs) Also, I believe a new image movie. It's uh, good to see those guys getting uh, work all over yeah. the place. Government <laughs> contracts, DVD menus. Earlier when you're like, there's a lot of graphics. And I'm like, I am pretty sure the graphic designer for New Image is the same guy. <laughs> and he does the same thing for every movie. Right. Okay. So, and they arm the nukes. So, the missile launches. Dolph's not really doing anything while this is happening. Because it happens pretty quick. Uh, and they wake up. They know the nuclear missile's been launched, so they wake up President Scheider, tell him the, the whole situation, and reveal to him and to us that the only way to stop this missile is from the inside of the silo. 
He seemed like he was already awake. Oh, well, no, he was snuggling the he prostitute. Was, yeah, he was like on her shoulder and it was looking like he had not done well. Oh, maybe, and then she, she, maybe she wasn't sleeping, Sam. <laughs> she was sleeping. No, maybe she wasn't sleeping, Sam. Oh. Because, you know, when you're the president, you got a hooker. You know, I mean, they all go in the trunk, whether you're the president or not, Sam. So she's sleeping? She's not sleeping. She's having, he's having sex with her butt, but she's like, <laughs> I may as well catch a few Zs while this happens. She's dead. Oh. <laughs> you dumb shit. <laughs> That's gross. God, I wrote it down for you and passed no, you a I note that didn't... said, she's dead. And you're like, no, I'm. I, so she's sleeping? <laughs> She's sleeping. <laughs> Sam's like the five-year-old kid. The kitty's just sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> While we'll be at her funeral, mom, when's she gonna wake up? <laughs> <laughs> Why did they stick that stick up her butt and have her walk around like a okay. puppet? That doesn't happen no, at funerals. That doesn't happen at funerals. <laughs> yes, it but, does. Uh, My grandpa's funeral. Okay. Um. So weird. It's too late. It's all over. The nuke has landed on Mount Rushmore. On Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. Right. They blew up Mount Rushmore. And they say that the fallout radius is 100 miles. 100 square miles. 100 square miles. So they evacuate. So the only casualties are the people at the park. Rapid River, South Dakota or something. Yeah. And it's 3,000 people. That seems like a lot. Um, I have never been to Mount Rushmore, but I did research Mount Rushmore and the geography around it for a short story that I wrote very in-depthly. I, I mapped the terrain, the distances, uh, uh, how tall things are. I mean, I Googled the shit out of it and looked at it from satellite photos, everything. There's nothing there. No. There's a guy. So, like, maybe seven people? I because think it otherwise, was seven. It, like they would imply that three thousand people went up there and then spent the night. Uh, there was a fur orgy party there. Uh oh, yeah, maybe. You know those those weirdos that travel from uh, town to town and then just go into the wilderness to bang. Well, they dress up as animals, and right? Well, sometimes they do. Off, sometimes you know? they're just hippies as well. But, but yeah, that's a decent theory. Jackie. That's actually no better yet because it's South Dakota and they go to weird places. They're like, right? My God, why was there so many people there? And he's like, Well, it was a truck in. Yeah, he's like, Oh my God, a truck in. They hit Middle America. <laughs> <laughs> truck ins used to be awesome, right? Right? Nobody is listening yeah, to this. That, that's okay, because if it was a furry orgy, uh, they'd be like, yeah, they took out 3,000 furries. They'd be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Where's Glenn? <laughs> We're not going to be able to identify them now that Glenn! the fur has permanently yeah. affixed itself yeah, to their skin. Thank God, thank God you're still here, sir. Why? Because I'm pretty sure we lost the vice president. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's why he had the dinosaur suit. It's just never. Oh, <laughs> dinosaur SpaghettiOs. I get it now. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, three thousand people seems steep. Um, Montel gets shot in the leg, so he's out of commission to be action guy. Basically, uh, they go down into the bottom silo areas to try to take these two remaining missiles out. And uh, the president, we get the plot here, kind of. Sort of. It's not really explained very well, but we're going to go ahead and explain it. Um, (coughs) The president gets a message to meet in a cemetery. um, And he doesn't know who the bad guy is, doesn't know anything at this point. But they go out there. And 
uh, well, no, he call. I'm sorry, he calls the silo and realizes it's this guy named Murphy. Sure. No, he doesn't realize that till he gets to the cemetery. Uh, he calls and he's oh, like, yeah, 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 who yeah, is this? Yeah, and he's yeah, like, right. it doesn't matter, blah, blah, blah. You got to go here. It, it takes forever. They make some negotiations like, yeah, we're holding these, host- these missiles hostage and we've got them pointed where you don't want them pointed, which is pretty much anywhere. Um, so give us basically Air Force One. They don't say Air Force One, but they kind of describe Air Force One. Yeah, they want Air Force One and $500 million. Right. But that's not what they ask for. That's not what they ask for. And and that's what the plot starts to unravel, right? It's that everybody, down all the quick. other people are like, "What about the money? What about the, the right. plane? Yeah, and what about the plane? What are you guys gonna do with the plane?" And he's like, "Fuck it, this is a new plan. Fuck you guys. I'm I'm having him go to a graveyard. We want to have a party on Air Force One. We're gonna shoot you down. Yeah, we're just gonna shoot you down. I mean, you can't hide. In fact." You can't hijack Air Force One. You think you can fucking air, hijack Air Force One? Uh, yeah, we're going to deliver this plane that clearly we can remote control from the ground at any fucking point in time. Well, Come they didn't on, do man. that in Air Force One with Harrison the Ford. Now because that movie's the, not very good. <laughs> the, this was almost based on, but then not because it sucked too bad. Yeah, no, not very well thought out. Okay, so... Uh, well, and I want to say right here, okay. that the first time we hear about this, I think that the guy is saying the plague... No, the plague. No, because they just and the money. And uh-huh. I'm like, why would they want to play? No, you're. And you, then, no. like you know, as the movie progresses, I'm like, oh, they're saying plane. Yeah, no, it's plane because they describe the plane. They don't say Air Force One. They say the DC-10 with the uh, anti-aircraft capabilities and blah 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 blah. Yeah, I, and so I was kind of <laughs> lost there for a second, but you know, because, I got right back on track because plagues don't have anti-aircraft I capabilities. Heard him say plague three times. Huh? It's just some bad. There's some bad voiceovers there, in this. There really is. Okay. All right. So I wait. Maybe it wasn't just me. Okay. So so he shows up at the gravesite, and there's uh, the TV crews land, and they're like, hey, "Who the hell are you?" And somehow he ends up at uh, a gravestone. That is this Colonel Murphy guy, the head bad guy. He had a map. Okay, well, go to Colonel Murphy's gravestone is what the map said. It had, like... It was pretty detailed. Some lines (laughs) and, like, a little cross. You're like, it's going to be marked with a cross on the gravestone like the other 60,000 gravestones that are out here. He's got some lines that are crossed out, and it says, not here. And then an arrow pointing to <laughs> here is where I actually meant. Yeah, right. And then he still feels like he hasn't been clear enough. He's like, for real, it's not actually here. It's it's this is really the spot here. And you do that classic thing where you start writing, but you're making your letters too big mm-hmm. and you start running out of paper. So they start getting really small and smashed up. And so yeah. nobody can read what it says. And then at the you top, know, there's a smiley face on. Uh, and at the bottom, there's tanks shooting. At each other. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, you wrote over some of the other spots. And this used to say this, but. And then you ran out of letters again and just write, fuck, you can't get the picture. (laughs) (laughs) So he gets there and on top of the tombstone is a gun and a phone and the phone rings. and He's like, who the hell is this? It's me, Colonel Murphy. No, you're dead. And Colonel Murphy explains to us that he was an assassin 
who was sent in to kill Saddam Hussein in Operation Desert Storm, but at the last second, and, and actually Roy Scheider's telling the entire world this because yeah. they've got him on TV because the TV people are like, oh, we got to get this or whatever. Oh, and the guy that's holding the nukes hostage is like, well, you can only say this unless it's in front of the news camera. And they're like, dude, this is 1997. Uh, we're doing a remote. We got to record this and then take it back to the studio. We don't have fucking wireless. Or did they have wireless in 1997? They did. do remotes that way. So, they, okay. They have direct to the van. Oh, yeah, the van has satellite Van's had sat up yeah, for right. a long time yeah, now. Yeah, right. Okay. Duh. Um, well, we just watched that movie where the guy had the ba- big backpack on the back of his fucking shit, and I didn't know about that anyway. Anyway, so uh, um, they he confesses that he sent in this guy, and at the last second, they changed their mind, and they couldn't just bring him back, so they shot a missile at him. <laughs> yeah. Pretty That's much. my understanding of like, well, you, okay, abort. All right, well, then I'll get back on the chopper. No, we have to shoot you with a missile. <laughs> and so now he's why? radioactive man because he doesn't bleed when he cuts himself. I think that's just feel, he just has sadness. Yeah, he's being poetic, I think, but because he doesn't cut his wrist, Jack, he cuts the back of his arm. Yeah. I know, but I didn't see any blood come out. Yeah, there it's was, not like it's a fucking sieve right there. No, there was a blood on his knife. Yeah, oh, but okay. he's like, I cut myself, but I don't. I see blood, but I don't feel a pulse anymore. His heart. Yeah, they not, broke his heart, Jackie. He's a dead man oh, inside. I thought he was referring to I am a now a zombie because I've been radiated. No, they fucking fuck stick. Called a metaphor. Yeah. Oh, was, I guess they would not have said that. It's fuss and fuss stick. Yeah, fuss and fuss stick. Mm-hmm. It's edited way bad. Um, but still, like, why did they shoot him with a missile? And how did they fuck it up? Well, you know, maybe Saddam was going to move on and they were like, dude, we got to take the shot. They, they didn't don't really, do that. They don't explain it. So let's just he move was, on. He was around for a few years after 98. Right. He didn't well, just move on. And even if he did... Just let him come back to the chopper. Oh, well, we can't have any witnesses. So you were going to send him in there and have him, if he killed Saddam, then you were going to hit him with a missile as well. And also, if you're going to shoot a guy so he doesn't talk and he's in a foreign country and you don't want anybody to know that he's there, maybe don't use a missile because it's kind of... Two missiles. Okay, maybe use two missiles. No, it's there. there's evidence. <laughs> well, they used two missiles. They right. blew the shit out of those guys. Like, hey, why did you shoot missiles at this place? Uh, no reason. Met weapons, malfunction. It was an accident. Yeah. Like- I was playing with my dog near the football, and the dog got confused and started pushing buttons. Like, it doesn't make sense. He can just come back onto the chopper. Nope. He's been... He had he married America and America left him for yeah went out and got a pack of smokes and never came back yeah <laughs> America left him for a pack of Marlboros right that's right <laughs> okay so that's his motivation and the gun is there to, for the president who I guess the president was the guy who authorized the missiles to hit him in the face even though they didn't and he got his eye poked out by a missile that's what I implied that's how he survived is his eye absorbed it like ah yeah it that's the only scar that he has he's, he's like there's lots of villains that have grody face from like uh when you thought i was dead but i wasn't now i've got grody face he's just got a glass eye yeah the missile flew over his head and blew up the building and then a camel came and spit in his eye <laughs> <laughs> the camel had the plague yeah the eye plague he didn't think it was gonna happen but there was some nasty bacteria in there and you didn't get to the eye doctor yeah. soon enough. I'll have my revenge that's unrelated to my other revenge. What happened to your eye? Kind of unrelated to the missile. <laughs> right. Long story. I got my revenge on that one. 
That can will live to regret it. Sure. Um, <laughs> Moral of the story is if it doesn't, if it stays red for more than three days, you need to go to, you need to go to the eye doctor. How about some topical cream? Um, so he, his plan is to make the president kill himself on live TV. So he has to sacrifice his life for America. Otherwise the missiles are going to hit Washington, DC. Sure. 15 million people are you, buddy. Yeah. Right. You make the call. Right. And he's like, fuck it, it's Washington, D.C. So Dolph makes it to the first nuke. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you God. just completely... Cool, I was like going, oh. Not cool. Washington, D.C., because, just because there's a few assholes that, that live there is a wonderful city and a treasure to the entire world. And we would miss all the art. Exactly. No, that place is a cultural... And Captain America lives there. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does, because he's always he running on Washington Circle. What? Yeah, there's yeah. a big VA there in uh, Virginia, I think. Wasn't he running Captain outside? America oh, lives in Washington, D.C. In one movie, that's where he lived. Okay. Yep. Which doesn't make any sense because his gym so was now in the Bronx. Keep it. Okay, whatever. Um, I don't think so. Anyways, um, so Dolph makes it to the second nuke that's gonna launch there's three of them total he makes it to the, that one swings across like he's fucking luke skywalker lands on the missile after two tries and then starts disassembling the wires and there's not really that interesting but he's gonna he's sabotaging that one um he gets spotted though via camera so they start sending in guys to attack him and he, things are getting pretty fast and paced right here the the other missiles are going the president's taking too long to blow his brains out so he's got seven minutes to before yeah. the nuke hits DC. Now, when I say things are moving fast paced, you got seven minutes, but really the movie gives you about 30. <laughs> and also there's a long piece in the middle of it where we like to make fun of action typing on this show. No, yeah. This is the first time that I've ever seen action walkie talkieing. Yes, right. They go through. And so Montel's on the walkie talkie with Dolph. And then there's the bad guys on the walkie talkie with everybody on his, his, his team. And they cut this together like super fast. So it's like high paced. Right. And really all that happens to the viewer is you go, I cannot tell who's talking to you at this point. Right. And the whole time they're trying, like Montel's talking to Dolph. He's not actually doing anything. He's just like, Montel's doing just hanging out. And then Dolph's just doing pull-ups off a missile. Right. Because he keeps falling off of it for no reason. Right. And then pulling himself back on. So he's just like, Montel's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm getting some exercise on this <laughs> missile. <clears throat> Dolph ends up in this fight on the elevator with like the bed, head, right hand, tough guy. I don't know. Whatever you want to call him. The bun man. Yeah, bun man. It goes on for quite a while. It's a pretty good fight. It's pretty well choreographed. I liked it. Um, but it ends up at the bottom of, of uh, tube three. And that one is firing up. They've already initiated launch sequence and click the switch over to ignite. And they're underneath the missile. Now, I'm not an expert on uh, nuclear rocket missiles at all, but I'm pretty sure when you go to ignite, you can't that's be a whole lot of fire. You can't be underneath it. No, even if because isn't it just hydrogen and oxygen? That's they're just making water. Right. But either way, you don't want to be around that. No, it's there's no oxygen. Well, there's, I mean, there's not there's no air there. It's just there a rush air. of gas that's coming out of the bottom of that, and you can't have a fist fight. And then when it launches, that's when it becomes fire. No, it becomes fire at ignite because it actually it says it actually ignite, ignite stage. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're dead. 
It doesn't ignite. They lucked out. Right. It just seems like they're fighting in uh, uh, fire extinguisher fumes. It seemed, no, they're just fighting under some water trickling on them. And some, no, there's gas down there. There it's is, coming maybe. out of the bottom of the rocket. Smoke but, machine. I don't know. It's really weird. Um, eventually, I guess Dolph punches him hard enough that he's down for a little bit because this guy just kind of disappears after mid-fight, and Dolph has time to put on a... Flame. He already had it on. Proof suit. Yeah, he had it on. He already so. had it on. Not all the way. No, he <laughs> just put the. He had. It's like a hood that's built in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So he puts the hood on. Uh huh. Yeah. So he's fine. What about his hands? What about the fact that it's a rocket that can go into space? Right. And that no amount of underwear can protect no you. No amount of underwear can protect you from it. Well, and he had wrapped man buns head. Uh, in part of the wiring for the rocket so he couldn't escape. Okay. So as the rocket's going up, the guy gets hung. And then taken into space, and you should have been like, Love you was great from up here. That's weird that Jackie believes that that's plausible when I clearly got burned to a crisp 20 minutes ago. I mean, that's not the problem. You don't need to attach wire to his neck so that he gets hung as a rocking rocket takes him into space. He's burnt. He's ceased to be. He's atomized. That's what the fucking rocket would do before anything happened. Unless and, you're wearing some tinfoils. Right. Cause yeah, duh. It fucking goes into space and blasts Dolph down a tube into a fucking fan blade. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. In fact, he gets out later. And all it did is blow his sleeves off. Right. It just opened. <laughs> all that rocket fuel does to him is open the doors to the gun show. Yep. Oh, it's hilariously stupid. Uh, five minutes on the clock. President of the United States resigns. He says, uh, I kind of like this. He's like, dude, I'm going to do this, but you're not getting the presidency. You're not. The president is not going to shoot himself on national television. I'm no longer the president. I thought that was a nice writing touch. Sure. Uh, way to handle that. And he puts the gun to his head and pulls the trigger. It's empty. It was all a ruse. Didn't matter what the president did. He was going to blow up Washington, D.C. Irregardless. Oh, Sam's favorite word. It's not even a word. <laughs> He was going to blow up Washington, D.C. with a little Irrespective. Irrespective. Um, so everybody else on the team is starting to go, wait a minute, what? So there's no plane. There's no hooker party later. There's no $500 million. We're not going to fly into space later. No, I was no. going to take over a nuke base and blow up the world. That's what um, we were all here for. Yeah. So. Most of us were on board for this, just not you, Mustache Ron. Yeah, I guess. I don't think so, because everybody else, with them, if they're not on board for the money, what are they on board for? Man Bun's on board to kill people. Yeah, he likes... There's got to be something to it. You can't just make a living just, like, what's your reward? Killing people? Well, you still have to pay rent. Not if you're oh, on yeah. the road. No, well, if you're always all in the road killing people, you just... Yeah, you have a company vehicle. Spend it on hookers. How'd you pay for the company vehicle? The company gives it to you. What company? The one that's paying you to kill people. Yeah, duh. So there is money involved. Yeah, but yeah, you're in but, a labor of love. The money's secondary. Yeah. There's, but there's no money. They give you hookers and whatever else you need. You, you still got to be a little like, form okay, I and killed they... all the people. Where's my cash? Wait, there's no cash? You're going to blow up Washington, D.C.? My fucking cousin Susie lives there. Well, that was not part of the plan. Susie's bitch. It doesn't, blow it up. You can't say, where's my cash? Dolph Lundgren already killed all these people. Yeah, well, no. He, there's still a couple of guys. There's the big black guy. 
No, he got killed. Okay, he's dead. <laughs> he wasn't there for anything but looking good running. I think everybody the, everybody was signed up for the plane and the cash, Sam, not the they blowing were, up to Washington, D.C. Most of them were dead before they found out yeah, that right, their, okay. their leader was an asshole. Right. So, uh, Mustache Ron, though, is like, okay, well, we got to stop this. I don't like it. And he wants to abort, so he tries to hit the button, but he can't and gets detonated mm. by Murphy. Uh, who then decides to just go on a walk no he decides first to like oh you're having second thoughts well let me open the launch doors providing access to the only person here who wants to kill me to me yeah why does he do that because Dolph Lundgren couldn't get him otherwise right that is terrible that is plot convenience to the max yeah it's not even plot convenience it's like well, you want to have a one-way ticket to kill the... We got to completely wrap this up somehow, right? Yeah. Villain? Or, oh, man, bad. Um, so they have a they have this little thing on this catwalk in one of the missile tubes, and Murphy goes over while he's handcuffed to the nuclear football, just like Dolph did when he went over the balcony. Dolph grabs a nuclear football, and Murphy's like, you're never going to stop it in time. <laughs> And Dolph unlocks the handcuffs, and Mark Murphy just falls down to the bottom of the silo and gets dead from it. I guess so. He died. Yeah. Even though most people can survive much higher falls. Um, well, Dolph Lundgren, for instance. Yeah, right. Can survive a 72-story <laughs> fall. Right. Um, okay. Uh, so they run. So he's got the nuclear football. The clock has seriously got 20 seconds on it before the missile hits DC. There's a shot of it flying over the Washington Monument. It's There's a shot of it flying past the White House. It flies past the Lincoln. So it stops and it has a sandwich. The it's reason, a subway. Yeah, the reason that the timer is so long is because the missile wanted to do some sightseeing right. before it blew up. Yeah, I got to make the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so dumb because it's like, hi, Ted, is he going to make it in time? Why is he going back to the control room to I, hit the button? Because I, you have to connect it. No, up. you don't, that's, Jackie. That is the that's nu- what they say. It's yeah. got a well, wire. Then why have the fucking nuclear football? So there. So the well, that's a good question for this whole movie. The why Hilton, even bring this thing here? The Hilton in downtown Chicago has a NORAD connection that you can just jack into because that's where the fucking nuclear football is at the beginning of this movie. In his hotel room? Oh, I need to jack into the fucking NORAD. Just plug it into the Wi-Fi. No, it has its own, it's its own self-contained system that you can launch the nuclear weapons from any other location. Otherwise, it would be completely useless. Then why did they bring it here? Why did they bring it to where you can nucle- launch the nuclear missiles? Why does it have to be plugged they in? They said that it was because they have to plug it in. That's so dope. So that, because once the, if they've got it plugged in... It's a controller without an override to the specific missiles there uh-huh. after they change the codes. Yeah. Which means it has to be plugged in to get it undone, too, which doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make any sense. But that's what's happening in the movie. Right. So then it's probably there's a plug in probably in the silo room. There's a plug in probably in the no, bathroom. No, there's not. It's just in the one. You know, I don't know. But either way, he doesn't make it. <laughs> doesn't make it in time washington dc blows up no he did because <laughs> even though you see the missile at detonation height in the first shot uh-huh about 18 or 19 shots later it's, right. it's actually like well you know while i'm here i've heard that the university of baltimore campus is really yeah. university of maryland campus of baltimore is really lovely right so i'm gonna go check that out uh, okay uh he hits the button with one second left of course 
and calls his son and is like if i guess if the son picks up then he stopped the nuke in time because yeah. his son was in washington dc as well and so he, he did and the uh, kid's like hi bucko hey bucko and the, the mom's like so uh well, now the mom, the girlfriend, uh, she's like, so uh, are we going to do that thing we talked about on the phone earlier? That, I'll run out and go get that little thing you that wanted. That really kiki thing that involved uh, many various blunt objects and uh, some ice cubes and uh, like all of the lube, like all of it. And he says nothing to that. He's up for it. He doesn't ask any questions like, wait, what? <laughs> He's like, oh, finally some kink. And then he <laughs> finds out that it's actually just Nerf bats and him starfishing around the kitchen floor. He's like, this sucks. I don't like it. She's got a hamburger costume yeah. on. He's like, dude, I'm not down with this. <laughs> I'm going to get you starfish, man. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. That's so sexy, right? I'm not happy. I guess you are. <laughs> Ow. I hit my head on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then they come out of the silo, and uh, the whole news media is there. The president's already there. And uh, <laughs> the greatest and most nimble photographer of all time is there. <laughs> right. I love the photographer. Yeah, some guy just eats eat shit, shit in the shot. In two shots. Right. The same. Well, it's the same and shot. And then the yeah. one they're like just kind of dragging him out because he's still kicking his legs trying to get back up. Mm. Yeah. And uh, Dolph lets Montel take all the credit, but instead Montel's like, no, Einstein solved that, which is not a thing at all. No. Um, and then they just walk down the road and they're best friends. And president's like, hey, you want to ride? And he's like, fuck you, Mr. President. I'm yeah. walking. Like, what's your beef with the president now? I don't get it at all. Credits. Credits. Zounds. All right. Who wants to go first? What were they going to do with Air Force One? What were they going to do with Air Force <laughs> One? Like, sure, I understand you rob a bank and you ask for, or you take hostages at a bank and there's no money in the vault, and your plan's gone wrong, and so you ask for a million dollars, bring the pizzas, have a pizza guy deliver it, and also we need a getaway vehicle, and so they usually ask for a plane of some sort, you know, but it's usually a little two-seater, and you try to fly to Guatemala, but at the same time, they just shoot you out of the fucking sky because that's what rockets do. Um, and when you take Air Force One, they're really, you can't have that. You can't have it. It also has access to the nukes. You can't have Air Force One. They let him on, but they don't give him the key to the door. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a trap. You can't even... If you ask for Air Force One and you're a bad guy, yeah, okay. <laughs> Check this out. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, we'll let you fly out of here with Air Force One. Uh-huh. No, it's a trap. <laughs> Just says Air Force One in green lettering. Yeah, it's a Cessna. <laughs> yeah. You're in blue lettering above... The Toledo team plane. Huh, I, that's not Air Force One. I've seen it on TV. Yeah, well, you know what they say about TV. Everything like, looks bigger. Oh, no, look, 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 look inside. There's a hot dog maker and some, <laughs> some other shit. You're like, oh, this is Air Force One. My God. <laughs> yeah, there's just a cardboard like cut out. It's got like a like a TV drawn on it, mm -hmm. you know, and knobs. Oh, yeah. See, pretty high tech, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Knock yourselves out. Kaboom. Uh, no, they uh, they like think. Like when 
the team from Con Air steals the airplane and they're kind of like having fun on it. Like it's a wild con party for a bit there during that movie that stinks so bad. That's kind of what it seems like. They're like, yeah, woohoo, we're going to be on Air Force One. Bring the coke on. We'll have a party in the sky. Fly all over the world as bad guys. I, yeah. Nope. No. (laughs) You can't have it. Okay. What happens to the guy at the top of the escalator elevator? What do you mean? Oh, yeah, right. He gets away. Burn, burn, burn. And then he's gone. He gets away. He gets away. But he really was never going to get anything because he would have had to get on Air Force One at some point. Like, okay, I'll meet you guys at Air Force One. Is that where he is? He's waiting, <laughs> waiting for an Air Force One that will never come. So did it work? I mean, where are you guys at? Yeah. He's kind of like, really late. He's like Hachi. Yeah, right. He's just standing there watching Air Force One. <laughs> the for- seasons change. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he's, uh, it doesn't go well for him. Well, I guess it goes best for him. Yeah, he doesn't die and he yeah. jacks off in an elevator right, shaft. Right, Uh Yeah, no kidding. All right, well, I guess that wraps that up, guys. Uh, final recommendations. Do. Jackie gives it a do. I clapped at the end. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, you really liked it. It was very high adventure. Uh, it's not high adventure. I don't know if you know what adventure is, but it was high action. High action. Yeah. Sammy? I think it's a do. Yeah. Um, it does slow down a little bit and start relying on action walkie-talkies yeah. and Dolph Lundgren just doing pull-ups for 20 minutes, but the beginning of it is so high-octane and ridiculous that it's sort of like you got to watch it just for that. Yeah, I'm also going to give it a do. Uh, it is not Deadly Prey, and it's a pretty contrived common budget action movie as far as the way it's delivered and directed but man is it over the top at times it is so over the top action uh packed and dumb and terribly acted and the other thing that we didn't mention is Dolph is slinging one-liners like mad yes he he might have my favorite one-liner of all time in this movie the one guy says i can't even remember how he phrases it but he's like oh yeah how are you gonna die and Dolph says, old, and then yeah. kills him with an axe. <laughs> yeah. What uh, looks to be in the groin, too, then it got cut out. Right, right. There was a couple of, like, violence cuts. Uh-huh. And then, I don't know, there was one cut that was so bad, because they actually cut the music. Right. It was like an ex yeah. post facto edit, right. like, oh, you got to edit that, too. And then rather than relay the audio, they're like, fuck that, just cut yeah. it. Yeah. Just cut it. Cut it. Um, yeah, so I give it a do. I didn't love it, but I did like it quite a bit. And uh, so it's a good, uh, definite good action pick for us. It, it stinks. It's one of the, it's the dumbest Dolph Lundgren movie I've seen. And that takes some doing. Yeah, um, I would have to go through that. Uh, Expendables franchise, pretty stupid, Sam. He gets shot onto the yeah. couch. Yeah, that's true. And that's then true. the first 20 minutes is so impossible. Yeah, yeah. No, but this is hot shit. So definitely check this out. Got a little listener feedback on our website, stingermadness.com. Go there. Uh, we don't talk about people commenting on the pod or on the website blog very often. So go there and leave us a comment if that's how you'd rather do it. Uh, speaking of, Jeremy M. says this about our Digstown episode from a couple weeks ago. Zampick. You guys were talking about James Woods and Heather Graham being an item during slash shortly after this movie. My take is that the general rule is the uglier the guy the bigger the wiener. I know Jax <laughs> will enjoy this theory. Evidenced by confirmed big wiener owners, Willem Dafoe, I didn't know that. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Milton Burrow, and Liam Neeson apparently has a giant donger. I, thought, I like I, Liam Neeson. I thought that Liam Neeson's was handsome, according to the women. Yeah, well, maybe it's not. He's maybe a double he's, whammy. He's ghoulish, and he, they just think he's handsome because they saw his implied giant penis. Yeah. I, when is he had his cock out? I don't know. I haven't dated a lot of ugly men, so I don't really know if that's true. <laughs> Wait, um, what? Just hey. the one, then? <laughs> just the one. <laughs> <laughs> not cool. Um, so that combined with James Wood's big, big bucks of the time, and influence makes sense that Heather Graham was so into him. Listen to you guys for quite a while now and want to say keep up the good work. I know you did a comprehensive Bronson review, but may I suggest 10 to Midnight, epi- 10 to Midnight episode. It contains such gems as when Bronson confronts the killer with an 80s predecessor to the fleshlight and says it's for jacking off. <laughs> Pure gold. Stay stinky, you wonderful yeah, people. That. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Sam? 10 to Midnight? I can't. There's the one where 10 to Midnight is losing right now if I do a Bronson for a pick to, and I can't remember what it's called. It's the one where him and Jane Ireland, his wife at the time, she's like a mob informant, mm-hmm. and he has to go from Chicago to like Italy and then bring her back, and it is the dumbest. It's the one that I was telling you where right. the movie just happens around him, right? and so there's like all these stupid shit, and then it just cuts to Bronson going, whoa. <laughs> And I think that that one might be a little bit more fun. All right. Well, we'll 10 to midnight. You know, maybe maybe no you're going to go on a Bronson three-peat like you're I, doing here with uh, Lundgren. I don't know. Maybe I do two Bronsons at some point, but yeah. I don't know about three. Cause right. Well, speaking of. Well, uh, how come you didn't ask me what I thought about Jeremy's comment? Because you I mean, didn't I can't see go- 10 to midnight. Well, I haven't seen that, but I can tell you that I can go around and, you know, prove this theory by asking ugly dudes if I can see their wieners. Um, I don't think you should. Uh, that's a bad idea and will likely lead to uh, you doing some prison time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, I was going to put myself out there just to look and at put the yourself wieners. in lady prison. Yeah. Uh, but it, uh, it goes both ways, Jackie. We can't uh, go. It, yeah. No, don't. Do excuse that. me. You're hideously <laughs> ugly. May I see your wiener sure. size, please? And I whip out my tape measure that I keep in my purse. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got to wrap this up. Jackie, what are we doing next week? We are doing Voyage of the Rock Aliens from our friend and listener. Can you guess who it is? No. Uh, Eric is going to, uh, who suggested but that? You said you couldn't guess yeah, who it is. Yeah, I just suck, Because dude. I'm the host and I know who the fuck it is. So that's not a guess? So that's not a guess no, you already knew? Eric, uh, Eric from- I thought Eric only talked to me. Okay. Uh, Eric, uh, who suggested the film, is going to come in live. So uh, check that out next week. Voyage of the Rock Aliens. It's on uh, the YouTubes. If you can get your hands on it, if they didn't already pull it off, I already downloaded it. <laughs> um, so check that out and get back to us next week. Get to the chopper. Visit us at www.stinkermadness.com. Follow Stinker Madness on Twitter at Stinker Madness. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Thank you for listening and get to the chopper.